This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, the definitive look at all things outdoors in the true north. Well, we're pleased to have Lane Clemick back with us uh, on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. This time we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the upcoming turkey season. And Lane, you were saying theoretically it's spring, but it sure doesn't feel like it. It does not feel like spring, Kevin. I'm looking forward to it when it does. They say next week sometime. Well, I'll believe it when I see it, but we're going to want it to warm up a little bit before turkey season starts. Right, but uh, there are some turkey hunters that uh, do experience snow. I remember a few years ago I took my son out on the the first period, period A, and uh, it looked like a late November, early December woods. Uh, So, you know, spring, the way it is, it can be uh, pretty unpredictable. I think one of the great stories of uh, of the DNR and the Northwoods is that we are here in Bemidji talking about a turkey season at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, who would have thunk it? Yeah. Um, you know, you take back in the 1970s, there weren't all that many turkeys. Uh, southeast Minnesota is where the turkeys were. And uh, since that time, we are sitting at around, around 80,000 turkeys statewide. We've got turkeys all the way up to Kitson County. Here in Beltrami County, Polk County, Clearwater County, we've got turkeys in the range, turkeys up the North Shore. Um, wild turkeys have expanded greatly throughout Minnesota. Take us through the process of how we made that happen. Well, it began well back in the 1970s with uh, trap and release uh, wild turkeys that were trapped from southeast Minnesota and in some cases Wisconsin and relocated to places uh, north. Um, National Wild Turkey Federation was a big part of some of those releases. Releases in the Park Rapids and Detroit Lakes work area, uh, DNR work area, um, occurred in 1995-ish or so. And the last known release that Minnesota DNR was involved with, uh, along with National Wild Turkey Federation, was 2008. And I was involved in that particular release here uh, in Clearwater County. We released 20 birds northwest of Bagley on some private land that was adjacent to some public land. And we released 16 birds, wild-caught birds, once again from southeast Minnesota. And some of the gobblers, toms, were trapped uh, in Wisconsin. And we released 16 birds east of uh, Clearbrook. So... And then birds were released in the Red Lake County area, Polk County, up and down the Red River Valley. And since that time, Kevin, turkeys have expanded all on their own. And quite frankly, the way things have gone, it's possible that, you know, in time, turkeys would have made it here all on their own anyway. Uh, they were they were slowly or distributing distributing themselves all the way to the north and into places that they never used to be but here they are and in part some supplemental translocations it is a it's an amazing story and it certainly has made for uh, a unique um, thing for people to do up here that they didn't get didn't used to get to do right right I never I never thought you know, I grew up on a, first off, I grew up on a dairy farm in Ottertail County. And when I was a kid on the farm, turkeys weren't around at all. I mean, it wasn't even something that I even thought of. 
Ottertail County is a hotbed now for turkey and turkey hunting. And um, was back, I think, seven or eight years ago. I took part in my very first turkey hunt, but I never hunted. It was a program that DNR and the National Wild Tur Turkey Federation does with youth. It's called Teens Meets Toms, I believe, is the program. And I took my son on a trip uh, with a mentor, who National Wild Turkey Federation member, and we went to Ottertail County. And in fact, it was real close to the uh, city of Ottertail. And that was my very first experience, sitting in a blind uh, with the, the mentor, the guide, and my son. He shot himself a, a good-sized gobbler. And I think uh, that me and the guide were a little bit more excited than my son was, <laughs> quite frankly. But uh, that was my first experience about seven, eight years ago. How long have we been able to have turkey hunts in, in our area? It has been, I think, at least four or five years right around here. Okay. Um, generally speaking, when, the, when, there's a, when there's a release, you can kind of figure maybe five years, four to five years, that there, there could be a, a sustained harvest. And that's pretty much how it was in 2008, uh, whatever five years from there is, uh, 2013 or so, um, is when we had our first hunt up here in, you know, what we call now Zone 507, I guess is what it is here. North of Highway 2 is uh, 509. There was a time that if you looked at a state map of the turkey permit areas, they were all, there were a lot of them and they were relatively small, kind of like what our deer permit areas look like. Uh, today, there's only 12 total permit areas in the, in the state, but they're large. You look at the map, and, and I'm looking at it right now, and north of uh, Highway 2 all the way up to Kitson County is, is 509, a uh, big, big uh, permit area for hunters to hunt in. Now, there are some restrictions um early in the season, but uh, there's several different periods, and it's, it's kind of a complicated process, so I'll just let you well, explain it to me. You know, it, it has evolved through, um, through public input processes, you know, getting feedback from turkey hunters, what they want to see in their seasons, you know, these kinds of processes. And over time, uh, we have sort of gravitated to, I'd say, more liberal turkey hunting seasons in that uh, one time it was a five-day season, I believe. Now uh, a hunter can have a seven-day hunt, and you can be assured that uh, of those seven days, two are going to be a weekend, which is pretty nice for most people that, mm -hmm. that work. Um, turkey hunting seasons right now tend to be, uh, you know, always early part of April, through the end of May. Um, this is prime time turkey breeding season. So, and the season at this time, of course, is gobblers only. I should say bearded turkeys only. You can take a gobbler, that's a mature tom, and a jake, uh, immature male, or a bearded hen, because once in a blue moon, you know, a hen will be bearded. So any, any turkey that has a beard is, is a legal game. Okay. Now, it starts uh, here with a couple of uh, one-week periods, mm -hmm. which 
are lottery-based. Lottery-based, yes. Period A and period B, you have to apply. You have to apply by a certain date before the season. I can't remember that date right offhand, Kevin, but that has come and gone, mm-hmm. and the winners are notified. They can go actually right online and see if they uh, won the lottery. Then uh, after that, people have an opportunity that did not, that they were unsuccessful uh, as applicants to, on a certain day before the season, they're allowed to go online again to try and get a surplus license, you know, the, the unsuccessful ones. Then after that, whatever's left is available to anybody. And that's frankly how I got my B license this year. I forgot to apply by the date you're supposed to. And I wanted to hunt that first, one of those first two periods. It tends to be a little bit better hunting, but the the weather is a little iffier, you know. But I went online and got my surplus license uh, for the period B. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So we've got uh, 418 to 424 and 425 to 51 are periods A mm-hmm. and B. Yep. And then we've got four um, weekly periods um, which are open to – whatever's left is open to yep. people. Yeah, there, there's no limit uh, beyond period B. Okay. So period C, D, E, and F are over-the-counter licenses. So you can – just walk up to any ELS, electronic license service vendor, and buy a turkey hunting license, which is about the same cost as a deer license. Are you allowed to buy for more than one week, or can you only buy one? and Just one, uh, okay. one period, and with one weapon. Uh, the two weapon choices are archery and shotgun. And I should point out that, uh, at least for the time being, 12-gauge and 20-gauge are the only legal shotguns, or or I should say all shotguns other than 410 might, might be the better way to put it. Um, that would be a, a restriction on that. More of The Great Outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Blaine Clemming is the Minnesota DNR Northwest Regional Assistant Wildlife Manager, and we are talking turkey. You noted that the archery license, uh, there's not a lottery for the archery license. Correct. The archer can can hunt uh, throughout the the entire turkey season. Okay. And then that final period uh, from May 23rd to May 31st, anybody who didn't get one on their particular week yep. is... Open to go back out. Open to go back out and, and try to get their bird during that last period. And like uh, a deer hunt almost, it's you get you get one. Yes. And like deer hunting, you have to register the bird. Uh, it might be unique among um, states that hunt turkeys, but uh, Minnesota wanted to, you know, back in the day when we began to hunt turkeys for the first time, we were, you know, pretty concerned about the population, um, being conservative in our approach and managing the turkey. So one of the most critical 
uh, bits of information that we can get from hunters is the hunter harvest record, and that is, of course, the the dead animal. And it, to this day, we we require that turkey hunters register their turkeys, and you can do it online. You can do it on your smartphone. It's pretty pretty painless. Okay. <laughs> uh, how much is a turkey license? It is, uh, I think. Well, shoot, I, I should have looked at that. I think it's around twenty-seven to thirty dollars. Okay, so yeah. nothing, nothing real extravagant. No, no, it isn't. It's okay. but it's one bird. There, are, there is interest in within DNR, and quite frankly, a lot of the turkey hunters, of course, uh, interested in perhaps increasing that bag limit in the spring to two bearded toms, two okay. bearded turkeys. Right now, it's just one. However, in the fall, we do have that month-long season that starts in September and goes uh, into October. In that season, you can take either uh, either sex. You can take a hen or a bearded bird. And uh, that is uh, not a week by week. That's just a one month? Yep. You buy the license? Buy the license and just hunt when you can. It's, it's a different bird that you're hunting in the fall, in the springtime, like I said earlier, it's uh, breeding season for, for gobblers and uh, for, for turkeys. And what the, the most common practice is sitting in a blind or spot and stock and calling, using hen calls, scratch calls, uh, all kinds of different turkey calls that you can use, decoys, these kinds of things, and, and most Often, what you you'll get to see and enjoy are toms that are answering, jakes that are answering, uh, gobbling, strutting, uh, doing a, re- a really unique vocalization called spitting and drumming. They have got this resonant sound that 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 toms can produce from their chest, and they fluff out their feathers and they kind of shake them. And uh, when you're close and hearing that, that's probably one of the more unique sounds you could ever hear. Uh, but in the fall, the turkeys aren't doing that. And so what a lot of people do that bow hunt for deer, they'll have a turkey license in their pocket. Because it's oftentimes that you're sitting in a stand and a flock of turkeys walks by. And a lot of incidental take, if you will, you know, by bow hunters. Sure. Yep. <laughs> About how many uh, people turkey hunt in the state of Minnesota? What is it? It's 50,000 permits were issued last year. Okay. 50,000 total permits and around 12,000 birds were harvested. So if you look at the records and you can can go on the DNR website and you can look at all this neat stuff, harvest statistics and um, population statuses and and trends and stuff that uh, over the years it just continues to climb. It's it's a very popular hunt. Obviously, it's increasing in popularity for one reason is because there's more turkeys. And you know, of all the hunting out there, I, I think it's probably you know I'm I'm a I'm a big time deer hunter, and that's my passion. But I tell you what, when people used to tell me before I started turkey hunting that once you do it you're going to be hooked it's it's true it's a it's a time of year that that is a lot of a lot of fun sitting in the woods in the springtime when the when the migrant birds have returned and and the wetlands are alive with 
cranes and you know you hear the gobblers in the distance gobbling it's a it's a lot of fun hunting in the spring and of course the weather hopefully <laughs> the weather is going to going to improve here shortly and people uh can hunt in the relative warmth let's say that the weather doesn't improve hmm. um what what does that mean for turkey hunting well it it definitely affects hunter effort <laughs> yes <laughs> It it affects uh, hunter harvest and 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 we've seen that over the years where you look at the harvest records and and you can you can see if if we've had inclement weather in the early part of the turkey hunting season harvest will be down but it is also the beauty of uh, you can duck into a hunting blind the birds are still going to be active whether or not the snow is coming down or if it's cold. Those turkeys are still quite active. It's just, you know, getting out of bed at 3.30 in the morning to drive to your hunting spot because, you know, in the spring the sun does come up a lot earlier, and so a person has to get up quite a bit earlier to go hunt turkeys in the spring. But sitting in a blind, I know of guys, I've done it myself, uh, on a cold, cold morning, taking a little Mr. Heater inside of your hunting blind, and you've got your decoys set up out in front of you, and you begin to call, and... You know, it can be pretty comfortable. Yeah. Well, I know it's uh, certainly something that has taken off and that uh, that people really enjoy uh, being able to do here. Uh, like you said, it's been a long time in coming. Right. Right. I mean, what I, I would I would imagine a lot of people that have seen turkeys for the first time in Beltrami County and in Clearwater County uh, probably thought that you know these were maybe escaped farm reared <laughs> birds, but. You know, it, it could be that in some cases that that was the case. You know, some people have raised turkeys and released them, but uh, by and large, these birds that we have out here are are wild stock. I mean, you can't even get close to them. You might be able to get close to them in a vehicle, but get out and uh, they run. Uh, you, ver- you rarely see a turkey fly, but they do fly, and they are very strong flyers. You know, these birds can be as heavy as 25 pounds and their wingspan is about four feet. So these are large, large birds that are very capable of uh, defending themselves. They're, they're survivors. Uh, one thing I could mention, Kevin, is about their survivorship is you know, one of the things that turkeys do require is being able to get to the food. So it isn't necessarily the cold that affects turkeys so much in Minnesota. It's the depth of snow. That's what will will hinder a turkey's ability to survive a winter, a harsh winter. Kind of okay. like deer that way. Yeah. Yep. Well, it's uh, it's coming soon, obviously. It's um, coming soon. I'm looking forward to it. I've already got my turkey stuff out, uh, you know, just kind of getting ready for it. So I'm looking forward to it. Any concerns uh, with the D- that the DNR has with the turkey population at this point, or are we real happy with the way things are going? Uh, we're all happy. The DNR is very happy. This, this, is a, this is a true success story. You know, we can look at other species out there that are what you would call a success story from bringing back. You know, the trumpeter swan would be a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, but for game species, the wild turkey is a, is a true success story. And like I said earlier, uh, you know, yes, we've translocated birds from other parts of the state to other parts of the state. But they have been 
uh, just you know they have been moving to different places all by themselves, and uh, they continue to expand and broaden their range. We're seeing them, like I said, up the North Shore. I wouldn't be surprised someday if we'll see them in the Boundary Waters. But uh, you know, it, it's it's a bird that that is just showing up everywhere now. Is there a certain kind of habitat that works better for the wild turkey? You know, wild turkeys are a generalist species. They don't necessarily need uh, specific habitat, but what they prefer are mixed habitats, habitats that have good components of deciduous trees, especially oaks with acorns, um, trees that are coniferous for thermal cover, for you know thermal protection, places to roost, although turkeys will readily roost in hardwood trees. They do prefer roosting in pines and spruce and such. It kind of conceals them a little bit better. They do, by the way, roost. They, they fly up into the treetops each, each and every evening, and that's where they spend their entire night. And then in the morning, they come down just, uh, just before sun, sunrise. Um, anyway, they're, they're, just, they're just a survivor. Okay. It's uh, again a, a tremendous success story. I know a f- I know more and more people every year who who get the itch and get yep. out there and do it, and they're getting all excited for turkey season. As are you? Yeah. How about you? Have you hunted? Turkey? I have not hunted turkey. Yet. No. <laughs> we got to no. get you out. There, I know. <laughs> I, I can say that people are really into it. They really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And and uh, like you said, it's it's easily addictive. What is it in particular for you that that makes it so addictive? Well, it's. One thing, it's, it's springtime, and it's nice. Uh, and I'll have to say that hunting turkeys is not really difficult to do, especially in the spring. You know, these, these birds, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily easy to harvest, but they're active. And if you can be in an area where there are toms and hens and you can get yourself into position, uh, you have a really good chance in harvesting a bird. But that said, they are a challenge. They have excellent hearing. They have excellent eyesight. And they'll spot you if you do move. So it's critical that a hunter is either inside of a blind or that that hunter has a good set of camo clothing, uh, face masks, that kind of thing, just to shield the, the skin from, from the turkey's vision and to remain completely still. Because of a turkey, you know, if a gobbler is, is moving in on your spread, your, your decoy spread, and you're calling, uh, you'll want to be, you know, ready and, uh, and not move. Because you need to get, you need that turkey to be with at least 20, 25, maybe 30 yards out. I know some guys will take a, a longer shot, but uh, it's best uh, to get as close, you know, to you as you can. Okay. Um. It it just sounds it does sound like a lot of fun and it's it's certainly like we say a success story and it's happening very very soon whether uh, Mother Nature cooperates or not. Right, right. People will be out there. It you know it's like deer hunting. It, when opening weekend comes, it's an exciting time and people are out no matter what. And the same is true with turkey hunting. Uh, a lot of people want to hunt that first season. You know, they have that that first crack at at undisturbed birds but from my experience i've hunted 
season or period C. I've hunted period D, you know, the fourth one in. The birds are still active, and the birds will be active uh, through the month of May. And, you know, as soon as breeding is over, hens retreat to the timber uh, where they lay maybe 10 to 12 eggs. And and then the tom, he's he's off by himself, and the hen does the rearing. And you'll soon see, like in midsummer, you'll see hens uh, here in the countryside with groups of growing poults. Uh, that's what the young birds are called, poults. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that uh, the hen will be doing, of course, is leading her chicks poults around uh, into fields, open fields, where there's abundant supply of insects. That's uh, what gets these birds growing fast is a lot of protein. And uh, that's when people see turkeys quite a bit is in the summertime. How do they taste? Good question. Uh, they taste good. I, I tend to like to quarter my birds up and put them in a slow cooker with a little bit of vegetable broth and some carrots on the bottom. And, you know, it is a drier meat. It, it isn't like a butterball turkey you buy right. for Thanksgiving uh, where it's really juicy. But in a slow cooker, it kind of seems to retain a lot of that moisture. And, and if you don't overdo it, it, it won't be as dry. But uh, wild turkey is, is very flavorful. Some people say it's got a wild taste. Quite frankly, I don't really recognize that it has a, a, a wild taste. It just has a, a good taste, and I enjoy eating them, and, and I look forward to having another turkey in the freezer. But, you know, that's not a given. That's why they call it hunting, and so we'll see what, what happens. But All right. Blaine Klemick is the assistant uh, wildlife manager out of the Northwest office here in Bemidji, and uh, he's getting ready to go turkey hunting, as are a lot of people. Blaine, we appreciate you coming in and giving us the details on this uh, new big event in the yes, North Country. You bet. Thank you for having me. Check out Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors on Facebook and Twitter, and subscribe on Podcast One or iTunes.